Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. to the nerdiverse go ahead sit and listen to the masters the old heads talk about what you love the most video games comics movies and everything you need to maintain your we got the knowledge that's straight out the ether gonna need a drink and have to take a seat to expand your mind and listen to the speaker mike and the squad's gonna give you what you need please uh, send in a question come and get some answers learn a couple lessons from the masters with the special guests we got the green lanterns glowing on our chest yes please sit back and relax because we're gonna hit you with them stole facts and allow me to be the very first to welcome you to the masters of the nerdiverse welcome to masters of the nerdiverse where we always have such sites to show you you can always find this podcast on itunes stitcher spreaker soundcloud youtube and now iHeartRadio. so if you're actually listening to this via iHeartRadio. Welcome, and I'm happy to be part of your daily grind, our daily commute, our daily relaxation. However you take this podcast, I'm happy to be part of it. Definitely excited for this week's show, and I'm happy to uh, say hello and welcome back, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Winter. Yeah, what's up, my nerd bros? <laughs> <laughs> my nerd brethren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, what's up, man? How you been? Oh, I've been fantastic. Uh, today has been uh, like a roller coaster ride, which wow. is fantastic. Yeah, where uh, <laughs> this will bleed into how was your week? Yeah, go for where, it, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, where I uh, interviewed someone for a podcast that I also do called The Wisecast. Check nice. it out. Wink, Check wink. it out. Yeah, and. Uh, it was like I asked a question that you normally don't want to ask, like people who are becoming stand-up comedians. Like, right. what do you model yourself as as a stand-up comedian? That's oh, what wow. I asked. Okay. And it, it's like I had to explain myself, which turned into like a like a couple of a couple of minutes of going. Well, I do the same thing. It's like I I picture I like Jerry Seinfeld. It's like I have a shrine of him on my wall or something like that. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that, and then. Trying to um, get into online poker again. <laughs> oh, a whole oh, other. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, man. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I first tried to use my card to put in money, but then it kept getting rejected. I go, oh, that's my bank telling, like, telling me that they don't do international transactions like yeah. this. So you have to get a prepaid card, which I did. But by the time I was able to try to use it, it was like I already tried to deposit too many times for the day. So I have to wait till tomorrow to deposit the money. Man, I'm considering yeah. this like a sign of the universe to tell you like, it's like, no, don't do it. <laughs> Unless... Well, it's like I'm only putting in 25 bucks. Right. <laughs> yeah. And like uh, 
that's what I did. I used to do this back in high school, and I was able to turn twenty five into like a hundred bucks. That's not just bad. Like, no, just like slowly. It took like three months, but right. <laughs> it was still. Uh, I liked it. You just have to slowly grind away and not get too carried away with uh, like I want to bet all my money on this. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to only bet enough money to where you can still go home. <laughs> exactly. You don't yeah. want to show up to Vegas, you know, in a BMW and end up leaving on a Greyhound. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and it's like Vegas, in my mind, uh, Vegas would be the spot to go to if you want to both make money and also see sad faces while making money. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez <laughs> because, yeah, because it's like they have the table – table set up for like 50 cent poker and it's like i got all my money riding on this poker game and then it's like you're but you're there specifically to take their money poker is the only pretty much yeah the poker is the only casino game out there where you're not playing with against the house you're playing against other players yeah and the way that you earn a living is by look looking for the people who have no clue how to play poker (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're just looking for like the, uh, you're looking for the wet fishes uh, to go out there yeah. and game like, them uh, up. Like to relate it back to the nerd world, I would go check out the movie Rounders, and that the very, from what I gather, a realistic portrayal. And I'm almost, I'm almost always the guy that they're looking for, the fish or like mm-hmm. the whale. Going like, I know what I'm doing, and then I have no clue. But yeah, I, I view it as like a learning. Uh, curve yeah man i love that movie rounders it's, that's yeah. with uh edward norton and john malkovich right edward norton uh matt damon right right i think john malkovich in it in it too i know that they have a lot of like professional poker players yeah. in the movie as well yeah it's supposed to be uh like the closest thing film has gotten to like that those kind of situations yeah. and i just love that movie it's like it's super gritty you know what i mean i really dig it they need to make a movie on this one book I read about poker. It's about just a guy's life of being like a deadbeat in Las Vegas Jeez. where he's coming to the tables in like holy sweatpants and like a, and just like <laughs> just trying to make a living. This is all based on his real life, quote unquote, of like uh, – I got high this morning, then went to <laughs> and played poker. I'm like, oh, that's, I can't even imagine that type of lifestyle. Man, but, you know, uh, Sin City Hobbits, dude. Right? <laughs> you, <laughs> know, just, you just show yeah. up, and hopefully you'll make enough money to get get some of those $10 buffets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's up, man. Yeah, but that that's pretty much sums up my week. That and just, like, get better at Saving that money. Save that money, man. For instance, rule rule number one, don't buy PUBG. That's a good way to save money. Yeah. <laughs> rule number two, don't buy Star Wars Battlefront 2. Save yeah. that money. Oh, man, I did not save money this week. I, I spent money, just Christmas stuff. and Yeah. Uh, I bought uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. It was like 20 bucks or something, so I figured I'd just dive into bad. the game. Yeah, it yeah. was like it's one of those things where it's like I needed to pick up a new controller because my PS4 controller died. So I was like, um, and I was in there. I was like, I've never played this before, and I like the original, so yeah. I picked up that one. And it's been fun so far. It's, it's almost like a uh, 
a uh, uncharted light. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's a lot of yeah. oh, oh no, oh no, oh no moments where you're the you know the earth is crumbling under your feet and you have to escape. <laughs> you know, yeah. Is that like a Jar Jar Binks? Oh no, it's <laughs> more like it's more like a Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh no. Oh, you know? okay. One of the funniest things I remember as a kid is my dad laughing about Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he was like, "The one thing he didn't like about the movie is like how desperate Indiana Jones was. <laughs> like, these, this is the tale of a desperate man, and you know, Glory Croft is kind of playing that role in this game. Okay. I'm only about honestly like an hour in, two hours in, but it's fun so far. It's a really interesting game so far, and uh, yeah, man. The only other thing I did this week was um, something that I'm going to be talking about at length in the MLTM Reviews podcast um, is I saw Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh. Yeah, man. Did you have a chance to check that out? Just yet? No. Unfortunately, in order to go to the movie theater, you need to plan a trip to town where I live. So. Oh, I feel that, man. I feel <laughs> yeah. that. Like so, Got to gas up the car, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, set up provisions. Yeah, in the nearest movie theater, they've got a weird deal where you can't uh, – <laughs> if you're not – okay, I'm just going to go into it. Do if it. you're not a member of the movie theater, tickets cost like 15 bucks or something like that. Uh, yeah, but if you are a member, which is like 50 bucks yearly or could be less, then tickets are like 10 bucks, and then you can – it, it's some weird system, and they yeah. like, yeah, they push that you want that you should be a member. It could it could have changed. I know that they're they have a new like the owner is trying to change things up a bit, right? Uh, it's trying to be more like community based. Like, what type of movies do you? Because it's a small movie theater, yeah. And it's like, what type of what movies do you want to see at the theater? And then mm. we try to get them, and it's almost like what it will be a one movie new release. One movie that's like two months old and then like a couple of classics. That's what's up. I actually prefer the smaller theater experience than the larger, you know, multiplex. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit more uh, intimate. That way you can kind of just chill. And especially the theaters that play the classics. I love those. Like going to go oh, see yeah. like aliens on the big screen. You know what I'm saying? It's just something that, you know, if you grew up in the wrong time, there's just no way to do it. But luckily. Right. Uh, here in uh, Los Angeles, there's like there's like there's a lot of theaters that offer that kind of experience. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's like it's it's almost like it's analysis paralysis sometimes. It's just like, where do I want to go? What am I close to? What's open? Where's what's good to eat around there? But uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go into my review on that uh, a bit deeper in an, in another show. But I will say that I liked it. Uh, I liked it despite its faults. Uh, All right. And uh, this that movie is both polarizing, popular, and kind of pompous in a way. And I think it's it's a breath of fresh air to the series. Yeah, I want to tell people to chill out. Cats, <laughs> they will not, man. Yeah. They're not chilling out at all. They're real amped and, and upset. Well, well, like there's two sides that are have like this movie has turned into like rabid human beings. Yes. Where you have the one side going like this is the this is the worst movie since Phantom of the Menace, blah 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 or like um you have the other side. Like I just read a headline of an article that Last Jedi is the first feminist 
Star Wars movie. Oh, <laughs> it's man. like you're reading too Way too much into too this. Much yeah, into this damn thing. It's a, yeah. it's a fictional science yeah. fiction film. It's free to have yeah. a good time. Like it's just a product of our times, man. Everybody's looking for a reason to get it's, riled up about something. Yeah, it's a product of our times, and it also has to do with the the particular way people get involved with science fiction. Yeah. It, almost damaging to like how like intense they get into into a something that is pretty much nights in space yeah it's it's kind of crazy yeah. it's like people take it so seriously that it's almost like questioning their beliefs you know what i mean it's like right. they've they've they focus so much time and effort and focus into the minute minute details of this fictional universe that if anyone shakes that up they feel actually attacked you know yeah. and what do people do people don't like change so but yeah, yeah the movie was good i definitely recommend seeing it just so you can get your own view of it you yeah know i mean don't let uh I, and i don't want to take away from the review but i do want yeah. to say that uh this director is not going anywhere he's making the yeah. next trilogy and that's what and, i love yeah dude. i love ryan johnson he's a beast uh he directed movies like uh looper he's, yes he directed Brick, which is my favorite movie of his. Brick is awesome. Um, I haven't seen Brick. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, just a real, uh, real quick elevator pitch for Brick. It's pretty much a crime noir set in modern high school. It sounds right. it sounds goofy, but it's so good. It's so well thought, and this dude is not going anywhere. And I'm I couldn't be happier. I think I love what he's doing. What his ideas are. I can see where he's trying to go, and I'm all for it. You know, people are going to get upset, and that's just anything. No matter what this movie was going to be, there is going to be that small minority, or even in this case, the halfway point of upset mm -hmm. fans who don't like, you know, change or don't like adjustments. But you have to do right. it. We all. And do, from you know? from what I gathered, he took. I mean, it takes a lot of guts to do any major things in a Star Wars movie. It could be very yeah. easy for them just to go, oh, look at Chewbacca, look at Luke Skywalker, look at Prince Leia, let's all cry because right. he's dead. But it's... Uh, Damn. <laughs> oh, that was a little rough. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Jeez. But it, it's, uh, it, it's like it could be... A, they're not here to make fan fiction. They're, <laughs> they're here yeah. to make movies, right? Yeah. And that's what... And yeah, I get into that too. It's like, it's not your fan fiction. It's not your head canon. These people have to tell stories that are going to last another three generations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and you yeah. can look at what it would become if you look at if you look up fan fiction Star Wars on YouTube. It's almost it's like if it's a 15 long movie, 15 minute long movie, it'll be 10 minutes of lightsaber battles. It'll be 10 <laughs> minutes of lightsaber battles and maybe one shot of the Millennium Falcon. And yeah, it's like, is this what you want? It's it's. It's very frustrating dealing with a rabbit fan base, especially mm -hmm. ones that are being a bit uh, un, 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 unmoving. You know what I yeah. mean? But, and, yeah. And I don't want to spend too much time on this. No, that's fine. One that's fine. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's a Rotten Tomatoes. There's like an article about what happened at Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. That, that's, you know what? Let's go into news. That's a very okay. good segue into news. So, cool. Yeah. Um, what happened? Tell me all about well, it. Well, so um, from what I get from the gist of the article, the movie, this movie that we've just been talking about, that there's some flaws. It's a, it's definitely not, we would say the top movie mm -hmm. out there. 
but it, it's been certified fresh from what I recall from right. Rotten Tomatoes. And the reason why is because the critics themselves have have like said that this was a great movie mm-hmm. and have given it all these praises, but the community itself of Rotten Tomatoes has given it terrible reviews. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> one of those yeah. things where it's like Justice League has a better community review score than The Last Jedi. And everyone's worried. And everyone's like, why? And it's really simple. People don't like change. People don't right. like adjustment. People don't like people don't like to be shocked. And it's really sad. And it's like the one thing I wanted this movie to do was to shock me. And that and that it did, you know. And I'm like, let's go. I'm I'm all I'm all aboard. But a lot of people don't feel that way. They want, like you said, their lightsaber fights. They want their hero to win. They want the villains to lose. And sometimes, in the hands of skilled directors, things don't go that way. Yeah, and we also now have to come to the acceptance that Star Wars is more and more becoming a children's <laughs> uh, children's franchise due to. Because this movie's going to be making money. No matter um, what. No matter yeah. what, right. And now you have the influence of, like, Cartoon Network shows. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. But that's and been an influence since Return of the Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the Ewoks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I will say this, is that I felt the same way, too. And I'm like, it's the homogenization of Disney. And yeah. it's everything becoming a bit more uh, easily digestible. I would say that, mm-hmm. but this movie is a big kick in the nether regions to that ideal, and that's another reason why people are so upset. It's because it, it's it took me by surprise. It's not it's not a perfect film. I'm not going to say that it has flaws or whatever, but I just felt like this really can be amazing if they let it be. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he set it up to where. They can backtrack if they want, but it'll be stupid. You know what I mean? And I don't think they're going to do that. Especially, like you mentioned, with this guy helming the next trilogy. You yeah, know, and so... they, don't want, they don't want the old characters anymore. That's the that's the thing that people are going to have to accept coming and not, onward. And yeah. it's not even that. It's like, I was just thinking about this driving home from work the other night. It's like, you can't expect a, a tree to grow if you don't prune its, prune its leaves, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta let these things, one. you gotta let these things go, man. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't, like, you just got the, you just gotta let it go and let things grow. And sometimes growth is painful, you know, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And the fan base, will, the fan base will get over it, is what it right. all boils down to. Cause if the, if the next movie's directed by J.J. Abrams, so he's gonna woosaw everybody back down, <sighs> you know, give them their, fa- give them their fan, give them their fan, uh, service but after that you know ryan's coming home and he's going to tell some stories that may not mesh with the uh star wars you know historians that don't like you know their canon messed with yeah like i if i was gonna write like one of the uh star wars anthology movies what i would do is i would remove any mention of the jedis (laughs) or or something like that or and turn it in and make like a crime noir space type thing. Yeah. Where it's, it's like a space detective 
trying to solve a mystery. I don't know why that ju- I, I just need to have and, that in the nerdiverse. And that's cool. Though, man, yeah. the nerdiverse is vast, man. And that's yeah. and that's another thing people need to learn is that Star Wars isn't just Jedi, Sith, in the in the in the yeah. uh, Skywalkers. It could be anything you want. You can make a romantic comedy set in the, in the Star Wars universe, and it'll make sense. You can make a horror film set in the in the Marvel in the Marvel. Yikes! That's actually that'd be nice. Uh, can you imagine yeah, a horror yeah. film based off Star Wars? That'd be crazy, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, you got to get over the these common tropes that make the, the series what it is, but you can expand. Like, if I was to do one of those anthology films, one I would do a single off of the Knights of the Old Republic. That's I would, good. I would take the Skywalker family completely out of it. Yeah. And have a whole new set of Sith and Jedi in their prime and do that. And something similar to you, I would do something a bit more grounded. Like you said, a Heroes would be a crime noir. You know what right. I'm saying? You could do an organized crime style Goodfellas in, in space type movie right. with Jabba the Hutt. With the, the Huts, Hutt. right? That's yeah. a great idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would want to do something. Ray Liotta that... can play Jabba the Hutt. And uh, from Goodfellas, <laughs> Jeez. Paul, yeah. Paul Servino plays the hut, yeah. right? There you go. Yeah, Hey-o. there you go. No, man, I would have the horrors of the Outer Rim, and have <laughs> like a, a family on Tatooine be stalked by a beast that no one can identify. You know what I'm saying? I would just do a yeah. horror film in Star Wars and just do it. And well, you would have to tie it in with the universe. So I would say the beast from Return of the Jedi. That's yeah, underneath, that, yeah. That's have like mo- the origin story. Yeah, man. All right, and, you know what? You can just get the Jim Henson workshop to cook you up something brand new. You, don't, <laughs> right? you know what I'm saying? As long as there's like little callbacks to the universe, like you said, it can yeah. be on Moss Eisley, it can be on Tatooine, it can be on uh, Jakku, wherever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just people need to let this stuff. It, and be, be and it's kind of counterproductive to the nerdiverse because the nerdiverse is all about. The stuff. It's about the granular workings of the universe, but you can't take it so seriously. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, get, you give yourself a heart attack. You know, you can't get so fervent about things that are in flux. You know, all this right. stuff is always in flux. You know what I mean? You got to let it, you got to be like water, my friend. To quote another epic nerd, Bruce Lee, you got to be like water, man. You just got to <laughs> be like these. water. And if, you, yeah. and if you think your ideas are better, create something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Easy as that. Can't complain if you're not contributing. <laughs> Real talk. Like, if you feel like your ideas are better, create, write, a, write a comic. You know, mm-hmm. write, write a script. You know what I'm saying? Just do it. Because, you know, and, and just, you know, that's, that's the birth of most great things. Is why right. doesn't this exist? I'll do it. You know? There True. You know. Man. Let's get into this news, man. There's a one big news thing, but let's get into the smaller things first. Yeah. Just to knock them out. Uh, did you happen to check out that Annihilation trailer with... Uh, yeah. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. The Portman's. Yeah. Isn't Jason Lee in it? Did I see Jason? Yeah. I think Jason yeah. Lee's in it. And Randy? Randy. <laughs> My name is Earl. My name is Earl. I, love, I used to love that show because it, so, it was so dumb. Yeah, but it was so awesome at the same time, and everyone acted their asses off. Thanks, oh, man. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> oh, is this Earth? Are we on Earth in this trailer? Do you get that vibe? Oh yeah, I think it's on Earth. It's Earth, right? Yeah. And something jumped off, and now we have to deal with it. 
kind of thing. And yeah, well, from what I gather, it's like um, if you remember a certain section of fr- of the TV show Fringe where they yeah. uh, had to, like, wall off a certain part of the universe, put in this, like, uh, containment wax sort of thing. Right. That's what I picture this mm. movie is kind of like. That's a good pull. You know, it's like yeah. maybe it's some kind of new ecosystem that just happened to land on Earth. And right. Maybe it's expanding. Maybe it's kind of like a rival where it's just there. And of course, humans are curious, so they have to look into it. And calamity ensues. Uh, we've been getting a lot of science fiction films like this. I've noticed, like the more serious, uh, like almost grounded in more science than fiction, but but with serious tones. You know what I mean? Right. Well, Christopher yeah. Nolan kind of set the bar for that, so now everyone has to Copy, either yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a genre, you know. Genres happen. And I'm, I'm going to go see it. I, I'm not a big fan of Natalie Portman, but I like I like thoughtful science fiction. Yeah. And I like I kind of want to know uh, what's going on with this thing. So I'm down for it. You got you you got a, a ticket out of me using my movie pass. Yep. You don't want to tell people about it. Don't don't, don't tell don't people about it. I'm sorry. Don't. I can't plug it anymore, dude. I can't. Sorry. If you don't know what it is, if you don't know now, you know. Oh, right. man. Or you could spend five hundred bucks and have like the movie stream at your home um, or something like that. I'm okay. I'll leave that to like cats like P Diddy, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, who's watching like the Last Jedi at his house and shit. And more like that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine like the ultimate pay per view? It's like, do you want to watch Infinity War in the theaters or on your laptop? God, it's right. so horrible. Like something's to be the- said about the community of. Of theater going you know what I mean right although there is like I one of the great examples of movie like movie that your house being played would be if you take uh what Quentin Tarantino does yeah. which is he uh I don't know if you heard about like what he does it's uh he he has all these re- reels of movies of like exploitation films and stuff right. like that and what he'll do is like he has a movie theater at his house He'll uh, he'll splice in uh, commer- like uh, trailers for movies similar to what they're about to see into the like the film, and it'll always be a double feature. That's and dope. then it'll, yeah, and he'll like show like two movies that he likes, and then like these trailers will be just about look how wacky these movies these other movies are. Man, that, <laughs> and, that guy has a lot of time on his hands, dude. <laughs> right, that's what's up, man. It's like. But he he's a film he's a, he's a film meister so I can see him doing right. something cool like that. You know everybody wants to go to Quentin's house to check out you know like Five Deadly Venoms with right. uh, you know Born Invincible and he slices in all these other kung fu movies that he's digging. You know what I'm saying? Right. And he's expanded the idea now to a movie theater that I believe he still owns. Yeah, uh, like, there's one in yeah. L.A. Isn't it or one like Yeah, I need to go there. I haven't been there before. Gotta check it out, man. Uh, I'm I'm curious, by the way. How so? If you go, like, I want to go see a movie. Yeah. Is it like a movie theater five minutes away from you? Almost anywhere you go, is if, there like that many movie theaters? I'm gonna tell you how. It, I'm gonna tell you how it is, uh, Winter. If yeah. If I if I'm I'm standing on my porch at my house and I'm like looking at the majesty of the of the of the world, right? Yeah. And. I, I I trip and I fall and when I get up I'm getting popcorn. 
Okay. It's, it's, it's like that. It's kind of. I live in, and you know, a lot of people are very secretive about where they are. I live in LA. It's, you know, yeah. We're, we're yeah. everyone's from everywhere, and <laughs> everyone is from everywhere. Everyone's from <laughs> everywhere, man. You know, it's, it's all love. Yeah. And yeah. there's no shortage of, of theaters out here just because it's such a populated little area. So I have a theater maybe three miles away from my home. Then I have oh, another wow. theater maybe five miles away and in the opposite direction. Then uh. And then there's the good theater, which is 10 miles away. And then there's the really, really good theater, which is like 20 miles away. And it just depends on where I'm at in the city. And and to quote clueless, everything in LA takes twenty minutes. So it's just like, where are we going tonight? Oh, we're gonna be in Santa Monica. Let's go check out a movie at the Third Tree Promenade. Or, oh man, we're in Manhattan Beach. Oh, there's like th- th- three theaters in that city alone. Take yeah. a pick, right? Because it's, it's like it's I've thought I've thought about like in in the brief past, the short past, whatever. Uh, right. Thought about moving to LA. Yeah. But it's like what I hear from a lot of people is you don't actually live in LA. You want to live around LA. Yeah. Yeah. That you can go in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some inside baseball for you. Don't okay. live in LA. Like yeah. unless you got unless you got a hookup. Unless you like got a uncle that owns an apartment building or you <laughs> or someone who has like a like a duplex and you can just get in the house cuz Living single in LA is damn near impossible unless you're pretty well off. Right. And then living with a roommate, living with one roommate can be expensive. Living with three roommates may be manageable depending on your living situation. So you want to live in adjacent cities and you want to commute. You right. Know I mean? Unless you just lock up and get a, and know someone who lives in town. It's just way too expensive, man. Like Thousand Oaks. Exactly. You don't want to live in yeah. Thousand Oaks, man. I wish I could afford Thousand Oaks. Um, <laughs> Or Malibu, or you know. Well, I could only throw out South and Oaks because I, I played a few concerts there. That's but, sick, uh, dude. That's yeah, sick. yeah. That's or like Camarillo. Camarillo was where I did it. Man, I would, know, yeah, Camarillo. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a real good strip mall out there. <laughs> I bought some Timberland boots there a long time ago. Oh, those those boots were so heavy, so dumb. Oh man. Uh, speaking of dumb things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the end for LA talk. LA LA cast. <laughs> yeah. Bring money. <laughs> Welcome to LA. Bring money. Uh in Long Beach. Represent Long Beach. Represent all my Long Beach heads out there. Oh, uh, there's a rest there's a Chinese food place called Tasty Goody. <laughs> it's heaven. Of course it is. It's, it's <laughs> of course legit. it's called Tasty Goody. It's legit heaven. It's like little yeah. cherubs that give you egg rolls. It's got like Oh man, so do you have you ever played Ghost Recon games? Do you play Ghost Recon stuff? Oh, I love like any if it has the word the name Tom Clancy on it, I'm probably yeah. gonna get it. I was a big yeah. Splinter Cell guy back in the day with uh, Sam Fisher and all that. Yeah, so I was really tempted, and I saw this article, and I'm like, this is just another reason for me to maybe pick up this game because there's a campaign where you get to actually hunt or be hunted by the predator right and it looks super dope and i saw someone actually run the campaign over this last weekend and it's very faithful to the movie and predator is like one of my favorite movies as a kid predator and predator 2 we don't talk about mm-hmm. anything else named predator just those two danny glover and arnold schwarzenegger tearing things up 
right. And uh, it makes me want to buy the game because even just for that little part, maybe I'll I'll red box it or something. But, yeah, that's uh, what I did with the Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah. It's like I heard good things about it, but then once you actually start playing it, it's kind of boring if you mm. don't have like people playing it with yeah, you. Yeah, like a squad, it, huh? Yeah. And even with a squad, it there's like way too much like you have to coordinate with each other. Yeah. And it goes back to the faulty issue of like gamers do not really coordinate no, well with other gamers. No, 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 they don't. You have to have a legit squad of people you know and laugh with and coordinate like over and have cell phone numbers with. Yeah. Like, playing MMORPGs taught me like you need Discord, uh, you need OBS, uh, you need Skype, you need friends, like not people you just not not pubs, as they say. Right. You need like homies, like, hey bro, what time you get off work? Alright, let's hit this uh Overwatch. Let's go. You know? <laughs> Yeah, you need a squadron to play these games. Otherwise, playing solo, giant games like that gets very lonely. And it's, it's something to say about video games that some games can just make you feel lonely. Like I'm tired of running pub games with people who don't care. You know what I'm saying? Or, aren't right. organized? Or, aren't talking to each other? Are cussing and being race and being racist and all types of weird stuff that online <laughs> gaming <laughs> breeds. You know? Yeah. Man, that's why I tell people all the time. Go on Reddit, join Reddit forums, try to squad up with like-minded people, man. It makes games so much funner. Yeah. Reddit Reddit is uh Reddit's pretty cool. I've just started yeah. I've recently started using it. It was like Me too. The, honestly. Yeah. The first week of using it, that's when I found your uh your call for another a co-host. Yes, sir. And it was like, oh, oh Reddit's pretty cool. Yeah, man, okay. you know, and and then history happened. I, you yeah. know, Reddit's this giant conch shell. You just whistle into the out into the atmosphere, yeah, and yeah. maybe just maybe that right person will, will heed the call. You know what I'm saying? But um, I just need to master Reddit like anything else. You know what I mean? It's just right. a certain way. Reddit's really like I, I was. I had a buddy trying to explain this to me, but Reddit's really like one of those things where it's the actual pulse of information. You know what I mean? In community. And usually right. a lot of things that break break through Reddit, a Reddit a Reddit post or someone who's connected to Reddit. So I'm right. something I'm, I'm something I'm still learning. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, I think I think Reddit every day, and I try to jump in there and just see where people are talking about and comment and connect with people. I did that too on Google Plus. I just signed up the podcast for Google Plus. Nice. I just start. I just joined a bunch of communities that of like minded stuff. The Marvel community, video game community, retro games, DC. I'm just having conversations with people. I had like a three-hour argument with this guy about... <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my goodness, about if Doctor Strange could beat Thanos. And I'm just like, no. And he's like, but Doctor Strange in the 1987 issue des- destroyed XYZ. I'm like, dude, man. Nerd alert, nerd alert. Yeah, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's why I, I love it. it. I love it. Yeah. So I was going back and forth with him. And it's just like that was quick. Like I didn't even have to work to find a buddy, you know, like to 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 connect with somebody and to have that brand to have Masters of the Nerdiverse responding to him, and for maybe him to say, "Oh, it's a podcast." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I I think that's really cool. Hopefully he's listening to it now. Hopefully you're listening to it now. By the way, you didn't win the argument. I let you win, bruh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Duh. It was fun. I love yeah. having uh, intellectual arguments with people on your level. So that's pretty dope. 
uh, talking about getting on your level, let's talk about power levels, man. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Fighters is coming out in February. I cannot wait for this fighting game. Just plug it into my veins, as, <laughs> as Barney would say. So the. Oh, no, I was just agreeing with you. Yes. <laughs> Plug it into my veins. <laughs> it begins. So, but could you help me out with explaining one of these characters here? Yes. So, um, I know, because I like Dragon Ball Z. I'm just not a, a scholar, probably such as yourself, uh, Dragon Ball Z. I, I so what is to be. So, what is Goku Black? Okay, this is extremely complicated. Yeah. Let's just get into it. Okay, so there's an arc of Dragon Ball Z, of Dragon Ball Super. Where, yeah. uh, there are these uh these Kaioshins there, and they're kind of like gods that govern a certain quadrant, right? Like, yeah. Uh, in Dragon Ball Z, uh, when Goku dies and goes to that real small planet, uh, King Kai is a Kaioshin. He's mm-hmm. like one of these guys, these protectors of Earth and maybe their adjacent galaxy. So what happens is there's a Kaioshin across the galaxy. That wants to take over a, a, a quadrant, and I'm paraphrasing this. So Dragon Ball Z heads, please don't bite my head off. I'm trying to remember this off memory. And he needs a the perfect body to pretty much uh, complete his ambitions. So he goes to the future and pretty much creates another timeline where he kills Goku's family and takes over his body. So Goku is inhabited by the body by the spirit of a god and then that guy goes into the future where he then tries to kill trunks and take over the future when a lot of the z fighters are already dead so goku black is a evil version of a goku from a different timeline oh okay well can i stop yet can yeah you can stop thank you very much he has pink hair (laughs) and he's a beast that's all i can say it's extremely complicated, and uh, Goku and Trunks goes back, back to the past to get Goku and Vegeta, who then go to the future to stop Goku Black, but Goku Black's too strong, so they mm-hmm. lose and go back to the past and train while Trunks stays there. And there's a militia, and uh, okay, my bl- brain is hurting. Yeah, I'm starting to nose bleed out. I'm starting, I'm starting to bleed out myself. Yeah, but yeah. Goku Black's a playable character, and he's it's mostly characters from the Super and Dra- Dragon Ball Z Super is for okay. those who aren't keeping up. Is the latest run of Dragon Ball episodes. So the Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, the unmentionable, the series that shall not be named, the Dragon Ball GT, which is Grand Tour, which is mm-hmm. not canon anymore, and then there's now this Dragon Ball Super, which is what's the episodes that are running now. So all the characters that they're that they have recently announced was Beerus, who's the god of destruction, new character. Goku Black, the villain of one of their major arcs, new character. Yeah. And the intergalactic, interdimensional hitman, simply named Hit, is, yeah. a, is a uh, playable character now. Now, shout out to Dragon Ball Z. Get better names. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, if you think it, about it, it's very simple. Like, a lot of the drag, a lot of anime names are very literal like names in their native tongue like you know like like bleach with um uh Bak- uh is his um zanpakuto i'm getting so nerdy right now but i love it uh-huh. his um zanpakuto <laughs> is called sebon um uh it's called like sebon sakura and it's pretty much like red and it translates to 
like red like rose petals or something like that and his weapon just literally turns into rose petals it slices you up and each petal's a blade and it's, it's anime awesomeness but other names are always like go like Vegeta's just vegetable you know what I'm which saying? i can handle <laughs> you know like brawly is just broccoli you know all the saints are named after vegetables you know what i mean in japanese so it's like they've never been too creative when it comes to that but it sounds cool and when you're saying it say it in a non-japanese atmosphere so right yeah but it's a very lazy name yes <laughs> i can't argue with that that's an extremely lazy name but the guy is the character is super dope cool man now that we got all that out the way let's get to the news of the week i know this is exciting <sighs> stuff right here so disney officially buys 21st century fox most of their uh commercial and their public earnings for a whopping 52.4 billion with a b dollars and changes the faces of hollywood probably forever yeah, it's uh, the um, the amount of companies that are making films. Uh, there is now very foreseeable where like a whole section of the theater that you go to is all Disney connected films. That's kind of scary. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a very scary atmosphere for creativity. Yeah, you know what I mean, or the monopoly. It's, I wouldn't call it a monopoly because there's still plenty of like fish in the sea, you know yeah. what I'm saying? When it comes to, but a big chunk of that sea is Disney, right? right. Well, and, it's like this is what I was talking about on a, another podcast where we were discussing how it's gonna, it's it's ever like every year it's becoming harder and harder for like non-franchise movies to make a dent. You know what right, I mean? Right. Uh, so, in my view, that means that they're just going to find another venue. So, shout out to YouTube or right. Vimeo or like Netflix original series. But it's uh, it's it's going to be a day where like it's it's uh, we're already in a weird spot where twenty years from now or not twenty but we'll say like 10, 10. 15 years from now we know like what the movies are going to be coming out. There's going to be a Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a DC movie. Mm -hmm. uh, and let's just throw Mad Max and Harry Potter in that. Yeah, and what's funny <laughs> is, is that one of those other movies you mentioned was yeah. it's probably now owned by Disney. You know, so it's like... Yeah. I, I'm i super split down the middle with this because I want yeah. the Fantastic Four and the X-Men back as much as the next red-blooded marvel fan you know what i'm saying right. like i'm extremely ecstatic for that but at what cost right like at what costs it's, it's yeah and i'm hearing no noise about how the government's trying to put like the brakes on this on this deal because they, they they they're seeing it as some form of monopoly i don't know the full story but i kind of saw yeah. it and i'm like if everything fell apart that would be horrible and it would break a lot of people's hearts but I don't know how to feel about this. It's very, it's like as an as a comic book fan, I know exactly how I feel. Like, let's do it, let's rock. I want my Marvel presents MCU Fantastic Four movie, but Marvel, but Disney doesn't need to own The Simpsons, you know. Disney doesn't need to own the Predator well, and Alien. Yeah. 
in and X Files. That's a huge problem. Yeah, no, you're right. They don't need all that. Like, they don't need to own like parts of Fox, uh, Fox Sports. They don't need to own you know all this stuff. That mm-hmm. it's almost like you go to a restaurant and you're Big Daddy Warbucks, and you're like, I want to order a fries, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, apparently the deal doesn't cover the Fox Channel. So it what I gather. It doesn't cover Fox News. Okay. You know? I think it, it covers FX. Yeah. It covers they really Fox. dodged a bullet there with Fox News. I'm sure they left that that road apple on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Aichi, wow. They weren't trying to. They say, no, we're all right. You guys could be uh, evil, like corporate racist over there. You, well, you, do you do you. You do you. You do you. Yeah. And just don't come in my house. You know, and if yeah. you do take your shoes off because you're dragging in mud. But uh, <laughs> I just, this thing is so crazy, and the number's crazy. And like you said, the little guy is going to hurt. You know, right. it's not, you know, Warner Brothers, it's going to it's gonna be always Warner Brothers, you know what I'm saying? Col- Columbia, Sony, maybe Sony may not be around. Those guys are idiots. But, uh, <laughs> but the little guy, the indie films, they're going to have to find alternate means of expressing themselves. But then again, yeah. every year, there's some indie darling that comes out that blows everybody's minds. But people forget there's small, like, little film distributions that are still owned by Disney. You know, you may not even know that it says right. something like Moonlight or, or La La Land may have some subsidiary that's owned by Disney. You know what I mean? Like, And, and they'll be smart not to advertise it. Not everything mm-hmm. is going to be Disney Presents. I have a strong feeling a majority of all the Fox stuff is going to remain Fox stuff. Like, you're not going to see Mickey Mouse and the Simpsons anytime soon. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. That'll well, be dumb for them to do that, you know? Yeah. It's like what they do with um, – because if when you say, immediately say Disney, then you're going to go children's movie. Exactly. And just, yeah. And that's why they don't do it with uh, – I don't – I don't think they have like the Disney production presents in front of a Star Wars film. <laughs> no, because it's <laughs> smarter like that. that way. You know, yeah. You know, it's like like I always mention Miramax because that's one of the uh, film yeah. companies that makes some of the bloodiest, goriest, cussingest movies you can see. Right. But it's owned by Disney. They they let them do their thing as long as they make money. Yeah. Well, you I know, think Miramax is having other issues at this point. <laughs> at this point, that's maybe a bad example, but. Uh, but yeah. it's it's just it's a it's an eclipse. It's not a dark day, but it's not a completely bright day because it's kind of dirty. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it makes and me... just to throw it out there, it's now Disney now owns ABC and Fox. How does that <laughs> sound? That's that's broken. That's that's busted, right. right? It's like you know, two of the three options to put the Super Bowl are now ours. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's usually ABC, NBC, or Fox that get the Super Bowl. So now two of those are owned by the same company. Is that a monopoly? Kinda? Maybe? Yes. <laughs> but I get my Fantastic Four and I get my X-Men with my Spider-Man, so I guess I'm happy. Yeah. And it's very... And it's and I don't want to be that guy. You know, it's, I don't, I don't want to cut off my nose to spite my face when it comes to a situation like this. You know what I mean? But if that, I guess if that's what they got to do, then that's what they did. And yeah. Fox didn't have to sell. You can always say no. But I heard Fox hasn't been doing that well anyway. You know, so they were in a position to sell off their 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 assets and create this monster. Right. This smiling, you know, 
happy monster, you know, that is going to, you know, encapsulate all of cinema at some point. But who knows? There may be good guys about it, but they're going to make their money. And that's, that's at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. And I think there's also, there might be an issue there. At least one director that I know of has expressed issue of, uh, Disney sticking their fingers into the content that they create over on Fox, for instance, uh, The Exorcist, which mm. uh, um, just finished its second season. Yeah, and uh, there's talks about a definitely a third season coming. They'd like to do it, but the director is skeptical that that will happen because a they have not a big fan base, mm-hmm. but uh, like a fan base that is very loyal. Yeah. sort of thing and uh they it's a 10 o'clock or 10 o'clock show right so i think they could get away with having having that be the case I, and, yeah yeah and they're also it's like it touches on issues that disney doesn't really want to touch on <laughs> a lot but you know like that goes back to disney like letting everybody play in their own yard that's true you know I mean? and disney's yeah. very sensitive about pissing people off they're not going to deliberately piss people off. You know what I mean? They've never, right. If you go to Disneyland, I, I used to work at Disneyland, and, and they would rather have someone steal in front of your face than to make a scene. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. literally, a kid open up a bag of candy and shove it down his throat. You can't say anything. You, you can't. I'm going to try that next time. It will work. But <laughs> yeah. you'll get arrested in the parking lot where no one can see you. That's how they operate. You know, so... Mm-hmm. If Disney's like, is it going to cost us a little a little in the red to let The Exorcist run if it has a diehard fan base? We're going to let it rock. You know what I mean? They're not going to they're not going to blow up the spot, at least not immediately. It's not it's it's going to be a gradual burn. You know what I mean? And things that don't make money are out and things that will can make money will be back. Like The X-Files under Disney marketing is probably going to get a resurgence. What it's going to be? Who knows, man, you know? Well, I predict that they're well. They're already on set doing another uh, couple of episodes next year, another series. Right. And then what they're going to do is take X. Uh, it's going to be called X File Gamma Section or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Gamma it's going quadrant. to yeah, and it's going to be like two new X, uh, two new agents. <laughs> <laughs> so what they're going to give it the soft reboot. Is what you're right. thinking? Uh, yeah. Lava, man. Or like they did for 24 hours. 24 hours legacy. Jeez. Ugh. I mean, that's just that's just IP management. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we have this IP that made money at some point. It's dead. How do we revive it? Are any of the actors still alive? Yes. Do they want to do it? No. We'll figure it out. It's like <laughs> twin. It's like with Twin Peaks, right? It's like yeah. They had to pull teeth to get uh, their director back. And most of the cast. A lot of people didn't want to do it. Right. But I think with Disney, it's going to be, oh, Neil Blomkamp still wants to make that Alien movie. Let's give it to him. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, Or, oh, this Predators movie. Let's see how it does. Because every, everything that's already in the fire is going to happen. Disney's not going to close down any production that's made production. They're going to let things go with business as usual. Right. But... After that is when things are gonna is things are gonna either change for the better or for the worse, and I, I doubt it's gonna be for the worse because Disney doesn't really make major mistakes like that. Honestly, now if we can please get the Great Mouse Detective reboot, 
that I've been asking. Oh, you're, you're <laughs> preaching to the choir, man. I I want my live action Aristocats movie. Oh my goodness, live action. That's on the borderline of being gold or an abomination. It's gonna be be a beautiful disaster, man. It's gonna be Uh a three eleven song. Oh man, yeah, Disney will do it. They got the money, man. They got the clout. Yeah, I can already picture Kevin Hart being a part of it somewhere. So I hate Kevin Hart so much. It's it's an oversaturation of a human being, you know? Yeah. Like it's they do it to all of them. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. I'm just sorry. They they do it to all the comedians that are hot. They burn them out. You know what I mean? Like Chris, um, um, Will Ferrell got burned out. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, Cameron Hart got got burned out. Eddie Murphy got burned out. You well, know? Eddie Murphy had other issues as well. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy had issues, man. Yeah, you know, like Cat Williams got burned out. Dave Chappelle literally got burned out. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like comedians have it rough in Hollywood. Well, I think Cat Williams is another one that has other issues going no, on. Like, Cat, have you seen that video? Yeah, we got socked out by the ten year old or something. Like that. Yeah, Cat Williams, man, that guy's he's nuts, man. But I mean, everybody has their hard time. I'm not gonna knock the dude. Yeah, it's just when you have a spotlight on you, it amplifies your faults. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. And comedians by nature are kind of interesting human beings already. You know what I mean? So it's like having that super spotlight put on you can, you know, amplify anxieties. You start doing crazy shit. <laughs> you know? That's true. Like getting socked out by 10 year olds on camera. You or, know? <laughs> or become Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's oh. nuts right now. It breaks my damn it. heart, yeah. dude. It breaks my yeah. heart. Because he's such. He has such a big heart, and he just doesn't know what he's. He doesn't know what he wants to do. Yeah, and it's like a a wayward soul. It really hurts my heart, man. Well, he's doing this thing now that he says that Jim Carrey's dead now, and then he wants people to not talk to him in the first person. They want him to say, "So what's Jim Carrey like?" To his face, and then he'll go. Jim Carrey is a man of many talents. Oh, jeez. And he and he he made Norm Macdonald on Norm Macdonald's show do that. He's Uh, like, no, what about Jim Carrey's life? (laughs) That's a that's a terrible Norm uh, Macdonald. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, got any gum? (laughs) Hey, got any gum? No. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's like you know, the older you get, the less shit, the less shit you give. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you start like making weird demands of people that may not accommodate you. You know what I mean? Like, I hope I don't reach an age where I'm, t- I'm talking to myself in the third person. Well, I just heard a crazy story about a Bill Cosby. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's, he's rough right now. He's like blind. Like he's he's, right. he's up there, dude. Well, like what he would do, like if he was performing at a casino, this is from another, uh, uh, an interview of a comedian. He would, if he was going, if he was going to perform at a casino, he would have, he would have dinner and then have the restaurant watch him eat. It's fucking weird, dude. Like, yeah, I had an experience. Then, yeah. And then have his body, like if he's going to bed, his bodyguard had to tuck him in at night. All right. <laughs> I had uh, I, w- I used to work at a, a, a drugstore back when I was a kid, you know, in high high school job, whatever. Yeah, good old I, days. Good old the good old days. Working at a drugstore. Working at a drugstore. 
Get my Oxycontin, no problem. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I had Steve Harvey clear out a bathroom so he can take a piss. Like take like kick people out the stalls and shit. Well, that's Steve Harvey. You gotta you gotta accommodate Steve Harvey. He's a fucking ass hat. Uh, <laughs> we got a good one for you tonight. We have the White family. I can't stand that man. <laughs> I have an unconsuming passion about that. I would physically fight him in the streets if I saw him. Yeah. Uh, no, yes, actually, yes, yeah. Stars are weird, and they only get weirder the older they are. You know what I'm saying? Ugh, man. That. <laughs> That's good news, man. Like, I just don't know if this is if the Disney thing is a good idea, but time will tell. And if, as soon as I see my Fantastic Four trailer, then I'm sad. I'm I'm sated, even if yeah. that means I'm drinking Disney brand water from my Disney brand house and taking the Disney brand bus to my Disney brand job. You know? Or they could have just inherited like a like cancer, for instance. <laughs> like it could be the Fantastic Four could turn it like could like blow up the the entire like superhero franchise for a Man, few years like that yeah. is going to be one of the most delicately handled f- films that they come out with in the next 10 years you know why because it's failed every single time no yeah. one's done it right x-men has been done right you know x2 is one of my top five superhero movies of all time x2 oh. is amazing right but fantastic four bray no it's, it's been garbage forever so every single writer, all all the guns are going to be pulled out to make that mess great. But who knows? It may be that ticking time bomb yeah. that blows up superhero films because it's going to be one. It's going to happen. Happens yeah. to all genres, right? Like genres burn and then they, they burn hot and then they burn out. Yeah. But I don't think superhero movies are going anywhere ever. It's going to be one of those things where the new hotness right. will come. They may not be as hot, but there will always be a superhero film. Like breaking news: Ron Howard directing Fantastic Four. Uh, if you were here, I'll punch you in the arm. Like, I'll punch you right, right yeah. in your, right in your, uh, in your, in your bicep. That makes my back to Mayberry. Back to Mayberry. Yeah. Oh man, I'd rather his brother direct the movie than damn Ron Howard. Clint out. Yeah. I'd rather have Clint direct it. Yeah, I directed it all on a VHS cassette tape, <laughs> and I used all my band's music. <laughs> I directed Apollo 13 off the back of a of a of a yeah. tricks box. I wrote it out. Or like it's like um, I, I'm very I wanted to make this a very artsy film, so this is a direct sequel, not uh, uncanonizing all the other Fantastic Four movies except for the German made one. <laughs> that was made back in the day. This is a sequel to that one. That's oh, what everyone man. wanted, right? Everyone wants the heart will go on by Celine Dion to play during the last scene of the Fantastic Four movie. He thought it was yeah. a good idea. The Rock is going to play Susan Storm. Yeah. The fuck? <laughs> it's like, okay, Clint. That makes perfect sense. You have all the monies. Oh, man. Let's get into these questions, shall we? Let's get- Getting some questions. You may say, Mike G, you may say, Winter, I'm going to ask you a question. And I want my question read on the podcast. And I will accommodate you because I am a nice guy. You can send those questions to Masters of the Nerdiverse Cast at gmail.com. You may say, Mike, I didn't hear you. I was being chased by the Rawhead Rex in the Heels of Ireland. Can you repeat that? I'll be like, fine. You can actually send your emails to Masters of the Nerdiverse Cast at gmail.com. Man, I wow! Should do, I should do commercials. Yeah, I want to do like commercials that 
is about a product, but there's crazy shit happening in the background. Like I'm talking about OxyClean, but there's literally a werewolf eating people in the background, like like viscera. That's my dream. I like that. Yeah. Or you could be the new the new Old Spice dude. Yeah, I want me and Eric Andre to make a commercial and it just be complete madness. Jeez. Oh, That's my dream. I want to work with that man. Even though I kind of don't, because I heard he's kind of an asshat, but. I just want to make I want to make crazy. Live in L.A. You got connections. I super don't. I know no one. I know nothing and no one. <laughs> but but from like the time that I we've talked to each other like over these last last few episodes, you've mentioned that you've met Seth MacFarlane in a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> you you've talked about Steve Harvey kicking uh, people out of a bathroom. Yeah, it's it's his thing, man. When you live in L.A., like that yeah. happens. But it's it's not what you think, man. It's just like it's like running it's like running into a friend from high school that didn't like you, so they won't engage you. But you that see happens them, to me all the time, That's right? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like I remember one time, real quick, I was in Smart and Final and I ran into Bruce Willis, and he was in line picking up staplers or some shit. Yeah, and no one noticed him because he was wearing like a ball cap and he's kind of older. And I noticed him. He looked in. He looked me in the eye and he gave me the real quiet shush. Like he just put his fingers to his lips and was like, "No, don't see me." Like, like he could fucking see in your eyes. Shit. Yeah, he looked into my soul. You're about to shout, "Die yeah. <laughs> He looked at my eyes and knew I was about to blow him up. And he yeah. gave he gave me the quiet like David Bowie. He gave me the just you shut your mouth. Yeah, and I fifty was like, bucks. And I was like, bucks. "Yes." I was like, "Yes, sir." And he bought <laughs> his staplers and his uh in his bottle of sparkling water and he kept it pushing. And I was like, "Oh, at least wanted to say hi." Yeah, that's that's L.A. for you. Question. I yeah, I love for I love that type of stuff. Like, yeah, uh, well, it yeah, it just happens. And it's like I I love like dinner table conversation. And that would be like a story I would tell like my family, like after a meal and go, oh, yeah, nothing happened too much today. I picked up my prescription and then I saw Bruce Willis. Yeah. And then I picked up, like, wait a minute, you saw Bruce Willis. What's going on here? And what it is you know? is that I I used I used to live by LAX, which is a which is the biggest uh, airport in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. So a lot of stars come in and out of there. You know what I mean? So they frequent all the places like the in and outs and the staples and the smart and finals and drugstores and stuff like that. So you just yeah, run so, into them. So these actors and actresses are real life people. Kinda. <laughs> Some of them aren't. Yeah. Some of them think they're not. And it's kind of funny. Like, ugh, I can, t- oh, I can tell you some stories, but those are for, for another podcast. Just okay. has- hashtag Chris rocks an asshole. This has been stars of the boardwalk. This has been stars <laughs> of the yeah. Mike G and Winter go over the, the tabloids, yeah. you know, yeah. the wicked stories of yesteryear. Uh, Winter, I'm going to ask you a question. And I want okay. your most honest of answers, your most candid of responses. What's your favorite board game of all time? Settlers of Catan. Yes. If, if not Risk or if not Chess, it would have to be Settlers of Catan, I think. Explain to our beautiful nerdiverse what exactly Settlers of Catan is. Alright. So does you do your parents complain about the amount of violence in your board games? <laughs> then look no forward. Look no uh look look at this game. <laughs> I, I totally blew it up. No, look at so Settlers of Catan is a Euro style game. Euro 
um, break it down easily. There's no killing involved. And it's only it's only bent up aggression against the actual players themselves. Uh, you know, the for hundreds of years till the next world war takes place. Nice. <laughs> and, bent up uh, aggressions. Yeah, and like you're you're trying to get clay, you're trying to get these other things to build houses and roads, and it it's great. And I it, it brings fond memories because I would play it, I would play the original German copy of it in oh, okay. uh, my in my uh, hometown. And the guy, we would have, we would need someone to translate it for us, and it would be the father of the du- of uh, the girl that I was playing with, yeah. Yeah. and and uh, the father would play, and then it would always end up with me like destroying his plans, and he would start punching me in the shoulder. Jeez. So there was violence. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like. It's like that's okay violence because that's just like playful American. Like I'm gonna just punch you in the face. Yeah, we just punch each other all day. Yeah, Yeah, Bill's gumption. Right, Uh, put put some sweat on your brow. But it's like I I don't want to be the uh, the the scholarly nerd and say like I like chess as well. (laughs) Chess is a board game. It's one of the oldest board games. It's it's probably one of the oldest board games. Yeah. Well, checkers beats it. But, true, uh, true. Yeah, and, and backgammon beats both of them. Backgammon but, beats everyone, dude. No one yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I like getting into chess. Uh, there's like a, a few other board games. And mm. I wouldn't... This is a, ta- I, a tabletop game, but I do like role-playing games as well. Oh, but. yeah. Yeah. Good answer, man. Like, I can't say anything as intellectually stimulating as Settlers of Catan. My favorite game was Sorry. Oh jeez! Because I like the little pop, the little pop button. You would pop, yeah. And I and I didn't really know how to play the game. I would just pop the button until my it drove my mother crazy. Because I like the little pop sound it made, and I would do that over and over for like six <laughs> hours straight, to the yeah. point where my mom had to burn the actual uh, board in front of me to show that she was over it. You know, like real hardcore stuff. I was like, because the thing is, is that I didn't sleep. As a kid, like I was one of those kids who were just up all the time. My brain was constantly chugging. So I would do like little beats with the pop and I would like alternate it and I would, yeah. I would do pop Morse code when I wanted stuff. Like I was really irritating with it. And so my mom, my mom like busted a blood vessel in her brain and just destroyed it. And it was like, that was it for sorry. And I uh, said I was sorry. So it was like the perfect board game. Yeah. Everything. Everything the game I liked out. as a sorry, yeah, uh, yeah. The game that I liked as a childhood, if we were going to use that as a like a starting point, would be Risk. Risk was dope. That's one of the actually one of the first board games I learned how to play, like legit learn. Yeah, and I like just saying Kamchaka brings back memories. <laughs> good ones or bad ones? So some of them are good. Some of them are like, okay, I'm no longer in this game. But I'm just watching the, these people piling up armies and then turns into like a 15 minute like dice roll fest, like right <laughs> chugging away. Jeez, and, yeah, good, good times, man. Good times. Uh, second question I have for you. All right. Uh, what's a good series that be maybe video games, film, television that switch genres in the Switch actually worked? that come to mind for you? Uh, a cheap answer would be Saints Row. <laughs> right. What did that... Oh, my goodness. That went from 
zero to sixty, didn't it? Yeah. Well, well, it was like it changed from like a like a competitor to Grand Theft Auto, then it turned into well, there's aliens involved. Right. And then there's like, well, turns out everyone's in hell, and then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. It's a that was an interesting series, but for film, I would have to say the best answer for genre switching is the Robert Rodriguez Robert Rodriguez directed film, Quentin Tarantino written film, uh, from Death Till Dawn. Right. Yeah. yeah. That that really. One cool thing about From Dust to Dawn, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time because I love yeah. that they even in the marketing they really tried to hide what this movie was. And honestly, it's hard to explain. It starts as a heist film, right. then it goes to a almost like a criminal film, and then it goes to a siege film, then it goes to a horror film. So it's like it's just one of those scripts that you just can't turn away. You know what I mean? It's very well written. Yeah. And and the first season of the TV show did it pretty well, where like the first, well, I can't say that they didn't. Uh, you mean on the because, L Ray Network? Yeah. Yeah. This is the only show I watch on the L Ray Network. Yeah. I just watch kung fu uh, movies on it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I would recommend seeing the TV show. It's on Netflix. Cool. Like, if I had to think of one video game wise. It's one of those situations where you die if you if you don't die the hero, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Okay. And it's Resident Evil. Uh Resident Evil one, two, and three were very steeped in survival horror. Right. Uh it was limited ammo. It was it was jump scares, it was escaping the enemy. And then Resident Evil four came out, which is <laughs> which for some people is the best video game of all time. Right. Uh, and it became an action genre. Right. With, with little shocks here and there, but the deeper you fall into that hole, the less you lose who you are. So Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6 were all action-based to the point where there was no horror to be found and it became problematic. An action horror, I would say. Yeah, action because, horror. Yeah. Right? Because it's like you're still battling monsters, but then the final boss isn't that tough it's just a bunch of uh like cutscenes. it's a bunch put of, together it's, yeah it's a bunch of but it's a bunch of button presses and time responses yeah. and you're fighting said monsters with a damn machine gun it's like you're so overpowered that there's no sense of fear right you know but then we have resident evil 7 which should have won game of the year because it took everything back to its roots limited ammo first person it was the first resident evil game to be first person and it just brought the terror, you know, it brought the atmosphere. Yeah. So I would say it worked for Resident Evil until it didn't. <laughs> and then it had to come back full circle. Yeah. Another example of a, I just thought about it, uh, I believe is Fable 3. Where, yeah. Where right. it's like, it starts off with you trying to get back into the city, I believe. Or like you, you conquer everything and then it turns into a weird city management game. Yeah, like what yeah, was like, that? It's freaking yeah. strange, dude. You know, it's like it's like Metroid did the same thing, but it wasn't for the better. That was actually for the worse. Right. Me Metroid Prime was great, but then it mutated into this horrible uh, first-person kind of shooter kind of atmosphere, and it took all the metroid -y stuff away from it. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. Man. Cool beans. 
And the final question of the night, has there ever been something that was extremely popular at the time that you actively ignored? You did not want to be part of it. Uh, I would say currently it's the majority of Marvel movies <laughs> or superhero Blasphemy, movies. Man. Blasphemy, it's like dude. it's like I don't. It's not like I it started off with me like actively ignoring it, but it was like there were so many movies out mm. there out time. Those are like right when. Guardians of the Galaxy first came out, uh, the first one, and by the time I was able to watch the first half of it, there was already five or three, three or five other Marvel or superhero movies that I missed out on. Yeah, and it's like I, I don't have the time to watch all of these, and it's un, it's unfortunate. And now there's like Netflix shows, and now, and now there's Hulu right. shows. Yeah, right. So it's like it's like it's like here's the thing, and I'm gonna do mine kind of quickly. It's Doctor Who, and I yeah. really try to get into Doctor Who, and I feel your pain. I'm not gonna knock Doctor Who because I know there's some really good stuff in it, but where do you start? Like I don't want to start from the beginning with Doctor Who and. Right. I, I started with the Eccleston Doctor Who. That's the one I was like, all right, it's on Netflix. I'm going to check it out. And I just, yeah. and it's very referential. It's almost like watching anime if you're not into the whole Japanese like culture thing. It's like watching right. a BBC, BBC show and you're not familiar with the cultural cultural impact that show has on the UK. You know, so it's like, I get it. I get it's awesome. And I kind of, I know the plot and stuff, but... I missed the boat on that, man. Like, I, I really wish I couldn't. I really wish I could have stuck with it. But unfortunately, I wasn't born in 1955 where I could have caught the original episodes or right. whatever. So it's like, and I don't want to go back because it's a lot. It's so much, damn. And and they all kind of talk to each other. You know what I mean? It's it's like each season is each new doctor is its own thing, but it's not. Right. <laughs> you know. So I totally feel your pain with the Marvel stuff because it's an avalanche and it's not stopping anytime soon. Yeah, you know yeah. I don't. I I don't touch Doctor Who and all those hooligans, as we'll call them. Yeah, the hooligans, man. Yeah, hooligans. They. It's. It's like when I tell them that you would think the level of commitment of fans to uh, Doctor Who are the same amount of fans that are committed to the band Rush. It's like if you say you don't like any of those, either of those two things, they then feel like it's their duty to start telling you why you should like it. Well, that's any fan base, man. It's, yeah, that's but, the yeah. that's the DC acolyte trying to steer a Marvel head to like read a, a yeah. DC comic, man. You know, some people just aren't going to hear it, and some people's like like me. I'm like, I would love to be a Whovillian, man. It seems right. like an interesting universe, but I'm not going to sit here. And watch 13 seasons of a TV show to catch up. I got, I got other things to do, man. Gotta gotta go to work and shit, you know? Life. But it's just one of those things where if you're passionate about it, you'll make the time. But at the same time, it's like, I, I just missed the boat on that, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got Hell's Kitchen to watch. I don't have time to watch it. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I got The Exorcist by Fox to watch. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Chihuahua, man. What are you looking forward to this week, man? Uh, Hell's Kitchen episode coming out on Friday. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, uh, yell at me, man. I want him to yell at us all. 
Yeah. Yeah. So hard. Uh, I'm close to prestiging one of my character on Call of Duty. Uh, thinking about doing that. I want to play Elder Scrolls Online a little bit today, or like this week, and also Christmas. Right, we got to do the Christmas cast. I'm not gonna say exactly what that is yet, but it'll be dumb. So I still have no clue what it's gonna be. Me neither. (laughs) We'll figure it out. Okay, (laughs) we'll figure it out. Yeah, Christmas, man. Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Festivus. Exactly. You know, happy holidays, man. But happy Boxing Day. Happy Dang Boxing it. Day. Put up your dukes. Uh, I was interested in, in uh, playing some Assassin's Creed Origins, but the little event they had, I finished this morning before work. So I'm like, oh, that was fun, I guess. So A true gamer playing before work. In I the needed morning. to test it. I needed to test something. So, you know, that goes. Uh, definitely want to play some more Rise of the Tomb Raider. Uh, get a bit deeper in that so I can talk about it more. Got to do some last minute Christmas shopping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and just human stuff to wrap out this year. Uh, got to prepare for a lot of stuff for next year, especially when it comes to this show. So just kind of mentally mapping out wh- what I want to do, what events I want to go to, and talking to people who do it. And kind of see how they do it and just piggyback off their experiences. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man. Good times. Uh, any parting thoughts, Winter, before we call it an evening? Um, may your Gungans never appear and may your Star Treks always have Tarantino in it. There you Shit, go. <laughs> Don't say that because, you know, Darth. Uh, Darth Jar Jar is gonna force choke you from across the galaxy, dude. Yeah, you know he's a, he's a Sith Lord of the highest caliber. Oh, that's that's the final thing I want to say. I, another movie pitch: they follow Jar Jar Binks after Revenge of the Sith. It could be like a redemption story of like Misa didn't know he was part of the dark side. <laughs> Misa, not Misa, the one. <laughs> Misa, Misa now dead inside. Misa, not Misa. the one you fuck with. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Misa gonna cut you good. <laughs> Jar Jar is not playing. He has an eye patch like yeah. Odin and shit. And he has like two giant like beats that he controls and rides. Nice. You know, Jar Jar is not playing around, dude. There is like a canon out there of what happened to him where he became like a, a fool, like considered like yeah. the village idiot. Oh, that's the this. worst thing ever, dude. I don't yeah. want to close out the show on that. That's horrible. Where he becomes a joke and he dies alone in <laughs> on like some random planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's super depressing, dude. Oh, I got to end it on better news than that. Watch, yeah. watch anime, kids. Just watch anime. Watch yeah. all the animes. Whatever you like, there's an anime for you. You like horror? Watch Death Note. You like action? Watch Dragon Ball. You like love? Watch Love Hina. Like comedy? Watch Seinfeld. If you like comedy, watch Seinfeld. It's on every night. I don't care where you live. It's probably on every night around 10 o'clock, so just watch it. I don't want to be a pirate. I don't want to be a pirate. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. You just put me on the spot. Uh, Here's the feeling good all the time. Remember that scene where Craver smoked a cigarette and drank the beer at the exact same time, and he was taking yeah. hits off the cigarette I, while ow, drinking. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was like, uh, <laughs> that dude was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "He's like, whatever turns you on, man." <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah, he was like, whatever turns you on. He had this big yeah. ass, like, mole hair sweater on. Shit was weird. <laughs> oh, man. On that note, I am, of course, your host, Mike G. You can always find this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, and iHeartRadio. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, do me a huge solid and leave a comment. Leave a five-star rating. Let us know how you're liking the show. Give us any suggestions. Uh, they will be taken, and they will be definitely looked over because I want the show to get better. And it's only going to get better if we work together. So please definitely take a second out of your day to rate the show, subscribe, keep in touch with us because we're only getting better. Um, and I want to thank you for listening. And as always, I'm going to ask you to take that one step beyond. for our 2019 models and that means you can save big on all beauty rests that's right you can enjoy our biggest beauty rest savings of the year get up to 70 percent off all beauty rest store-wide like a luxury queen mattress or take home an inner spring queen originally 597 now just 397 hurry in enjoy our biggest beauty rest savings of the year your budget stretches further at mattress firm restrictions apply valid on participating locations only while supplies last for offer details visit mattressfirm.com sale Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate.